I know reasons for why people may not want to come out is because they're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of what their friends or family might think of them. They're afraid they might not be, you know, accepted or might not be worthy or might not be, or might be looked at differently, looked down upon. Hi, this is Norman, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast, where I share stories, tips, and specific strategies on how you as a teenage kid can overcome any struggle in your life. Whether you're going through anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, confidence issues, I've interviewed over 65 people from around the world on what they have gone through, how they were able to build resilience, overcome that struggle, and how you can too. If you're tuning in for the first time and you don't know yet, I am releasing my brand new book, Never Fight Alone. It's going to be a compilation of 51 inspiring interviews to help you overcome the struggles in your life and improve mental health. If you would like to learn more information about my book, click the link in the description. And if you're not doing so already, follow me on Instagram at Shlomo Solson and shoot me a message if you have any questions about my brand or about my podcast. Today's podcast guest is Ryan Teen on the Scene. Ryan is currently in college, but he started Ryan Teen on the Scene and he started to be in media in high school. Currently, he is the brand ambassador for Freshman Funbox and Nabu Media. Today, we're going to talk about the struggles he had to go through being gay in a Black community and how he used to be shy in high school. So give it up for Ryan Teen on the Scene. Ryan Teen on the Scene, how is it going today? It's going great. I'm enjoying myself. Um, I am in lovely Harlem after my trip to California, enjoying myself, and I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me here. No problem. Are you in high school? I'm in college, but I came out of college and I'm working going back in January. So I'm a college-age student. I'm 19, turning 20. Okay, congratulations. But I want to ask you, you know, initial question, Ryan Teen on the scene, I see you doing some good things on social media. What is Teen on the Scene about and what was your inspiration behind starting it? So Teen on the Scene started in my sophomore or junior year of high school. And it came after I attended some youth events and really got to connect with a lot of young people or a lot of talented young people that are mainly in the arts and music, dance, theater, things of that nature. And having those friends and those backgrounds as well, I wanted to have a platform where I would uh, be able to highlight those things um, about those people. So Teen on the Scene kind of came out of giving youth a space for everyone to kind of have a platform to be able to share, share what they want. And okay. for me to be able to practice my skills in digital media, since I knew I was going down that route, that's what I really started doing Teen on the Scene. And my mom is very much a big part in, in helping that in terms of social media, because I'm the, you know, working, you know, I'm working full time. That's uh, pretty amazing. You're doing uh, amazing things at such a young age. Thank you. But before the interview, we were discussing, we were just talking about some of the things you have gone through in the past. And one of the things you said, uh, difficulty you went through was, being gay in a uh, Black community. Can you elaborate on that? Yes. As you can see, I am a person of color. And um, as you may not see as well, I'm also gay. I'm, I am part of the LGBT community. Very proud about that. Uh, fortunately, I'm very much... Um, I love that at the fact that I was raised in New York. I have family that is in Harlem. I have family in the Bronx and family in Westchester. So I've grown up in all those different kinds of areas. So, of course, New York is known for its diversity and its inclusion. Um, 
So I'm very fortunate enough to be able to have grown up in so many different cultures and learned about them and um, experienced them and just been, been embraced by a lot of it. Something that I somewhat struggled with was just being gay in the Black community simply because it is something that is somewhat still taboo and something that is still kind of not looked upon in the best light. There are many Black queer people that aren't recognized in media, that aren't recognized in politics and in, um, and in certain areas where they're prominent and they brought a lot to the table. And I think as someone that is in media and digital media production, I think it is kind of my obligation to really show that, you know, show this is who I am and I'm, and I'm really representing this community and what, and what we can do. So I think me being in social media, I think I'm kind of not a trailblazer, but I'm definitely some, someone that is starting and trying to give other people that are like me an opportunity to show, hey, you can do this too. Mm -hmm. So something that I struggle with, not necessarily me accepting myself. I think I've always been able to, and I was raised with a lovely mom or by a lovely mom that always raised me with self-confidence, love, self-respect. I've never personally had a problem with accepting myself at any point. It's kind of just making sure that I show up and show out in spaces where I don't see people like me. I've been the only person of color in a lot of spaces and groups and things. I've been the only LGBT person. I've been the only boy. I've been the only tall person. So it's very, it can be somewhat challenging and somewhat um, scary to be in those situations where you're the only person or people look at you and they're like, oh, that's the gay one. Oh, that's the black one. You know what I'm saying? So I think in those situations and in those spaces, I definitely want, I definitely have learned to speak up for myself and say, hey, this is me and I deserve to, and everyone else deserves to be in the same space that, that all you are at. You know, I'm glad you brought up the point where you said you accept you for who you are and you're proud of it. Because I remember when I was growing up um, back in middle school and in, in, in high school, I was the only Indian and I was the only Jew. So <laughs> I got two sides of the stick and people sometimes didn't even know my name. They would just call me, oh, that's a Jewish kid. And I had a hard time accepting my ethnicity and my background for the longest time up until I got more comfortable with it. But you were comfortable with it from the start because you mm -hmm. were brought up in a very loving household. But did you ever come across um, someone who talked very negatively about it? And yes, I have. I have been in situations where I've been confronted um, not that my, I've never been in a situation where I felt that my personal safety was in jeopardy, but I definitely felt that there were people that weren't understanding or weren't too hooked on the fact that I was black and that I was gay and things of that nature. And so it was kind of like, a, oh, um, being gay is a choice and oh, it's against certain religions and all oh, the Bible says this. So I've been in those kinds of situations where people use their values and what they've been growing up with uh, for faith and certain things like that to justify what they're saying. And it never, I personally have never been in a situation where it came out of disrespect, but I know a lot of people that it has been. And I'm fortunate enough to have not had to go through that, where I've never had to feel that my personal um, safety was in jeopardy at any point in time. But at the same time, I use that opportunity to really educate people and say, hey, you know, I'm the kind of person, if, if I meet someone that is kind of opposite of me, they can be opposite, uh, you know, a, a, a Caucasian person, they could be a straight person, something of that nature where they don't know my experience. And I think that, that that's when I would love to be able to sit down and educate them on my experiences and say, hey, this is what it's like kind of being black and this is what it's kind of like being gay from my perspective. And so I use these moments where I am confronted with um, kind of an opposite view 
to educate people and really sit down and also be able to listen. I think now in 2020 and with so much going on and so many different viewpoints being said, so many different viewpoints being heard, it's important to also listen as well while, you know, after you speak, listen to the other side, side of the story, be able to see where they're coming from. Because I think a lot of the times we hear opposition, we hear oppression, we hear certain words that can be triggers to us and we feel that we have to defend ourselves and we feel that we have to stick up. Mm -hmm. And I have been in the situations too where I'm like, hey, don't come at me. But at the same time, I'm going to sit down and say, hey, let's have a conversation about this. Let's actually, let, let me be able to see where you're coming from. And, it, and in those conversations, I'm able to learn that it's not from a bad place. It's literally just because they haven't been taught this yet. You know what I'm saying? So I think education is a very big part of being able to be accepting as well. Ignorance is, is, some, is somewhat bliss because you don't know what you, you don't know what you don't know. So therefore, you're not really knowing if you're doing anything wrong. So I think being in those situations really propelled me to educate myself about my own community and be able to educate someone else on, on my experience. And it's changed their viewpoint for better, for worse, or it may not have. But, I'm, but, but at the end of it, they're like, thank you for sitting down with me and having this conversation. You know what I'm saying? Some people just have questions. I have friends that are just like, hey, this is something that I just don't understand about this community. How come this is this? And what is this in the community? And what do these words mean? What are pronouns? You know what I'm saying? Some, some people just want to be able to understand mm -hmm. as well. Um, what, just understand where people are coming from. What resources do you tell them about to kind of educate them? Got you. So um, I'm fortunate enough to, of course, be from New York where there's a bunch of resources. So I've been part of programs and I've gone to centers like the LGBT Center in the city. Um, I've been in centers in uh, Mount Vernon. Uh, the Youth Bureau has a lot of resources and I educate, you know what I'm saying? And I take them to certain websites. GLAD has a lot of really good information. I have pamphlets and booklets and things like that that I kind of have, um, not necessarily on hand, but, I'm not a, but that I'm able to turn people to. You know what I'm saying? So I think being educated on where people can get resources on, hey, this is what the this is what these words mean. These are, you know, uh, health in the LGBT community is a big topic with, you know, HIV and AIDS and sexual health, things of that nature. So I think that that's where I get a lot of my resources from. Is Maybe any, the internet. <laughs> is there any popular websites that you would tell people to go visit if they want to educate themselves more? I would go to glad glad.org, I believe it okay. I believe it is. What else? I will go to the center. Um, it's gaycenter.org is another really good one. It's an LGBT center on 13th Street in, in Manhattan. Uh, the Door is another really good one. These are all spaces where they have uh, programs and, and information where they're able to educate people on certain words, certain uh, practices, and they're able to connect you with other people if you need help in certain ways. They have, um, they have mental health uh, uh, resources, counseling, you know what I'm saying? So they have different kinds of kinds of things that they can connect you with as well. Mm -hmm. There are many people who are hesitant to come out that they're gay because they're afraid of what the parents would think of them. They're afraid of being shunned out by the community. What was your experience like? <laughs> this is a funny topic. I love this topic and I was talking about it recently. My coming out experience is definitely not like any other mm -hmm. I believe because I can't really pinpoint a certain time in my life like a date time stamp where I, where I came out and where I fully accepted myself I think it was more so of a transition more than anything or just kind of like a like a okay I guess this is it because 
I kind of say it as though I necessarily didn't come out. It was other people waiting for me to come out and accept myself. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like, a, okay, Ryan, we already knew. We're just waiting for you to catch up. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, uh, if I do tell people, they're like, okay, we already know, keep it moving. Kind of like that, but in a funny way. They weren't trying to dismiss me. They were just kind of like, you know what I'm saying? We love you for who you are regardless. It doesn't matter whether you are or not. We just accept you. So my coming out experience, really, I never can say that I've come out to people per se. It's kind of like a realization or just it comes up naturally in conversation or just getting to know somebody. So mm -hmm. it kind of just intertwines with with building a connection with people. It's never been like a barrier, kind of like, oh, I have to say this first and then we continue. It's kind of like a natural progression of words and, uh, and of understanding. So my coming out experience has been a great one, um, if I can call it that. Uh, a coming out experience has been very good and very accepting personally for me. I do have people that I know in my life that haven't had the best ones. And I've been there to be able to support them through those things and be able to talk about it and, and give them reassurance, some sort of advice for, you know, for being able to uh, come out to people that they might be uncomfortable with. I know reasons for why people may not want to come out is because they're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of what their friends or family might think of them. They're afraid they might not be you know, accepted or might not be worthy or might not be, or might be looked at differently, looked down upon. You know what I'm saying? Being gay is not a, in, unfortunately in America, being any, being any sort of minority, whether it be in the LGBT community, whether it be a person of color, whether it be disabled, whether it be mentally disabled, whether it be um, uh, different sort of religions, different creeds, anything like that, different genders, especially, it, it, it isn't easy for us to build that confidence to be accepted and to kind of have that foot forward because we know not everybody is understanding or accepting of, of those things, right? To them, I say, there are people that understand and that can help you, mm -hmm. myself included. There are people that are out there that have resources and that are willing to embrace you and say, we are here for you. You know what I'm saying? So there are so it can be scary, and I'm not saying you, sh you should never be scared. You should have no, you should just be like, okay, screw it, just go for it. It's never that easy. You know what I'm saying? I've been in situations where people just don't know why I feel uncomfortable, and I'm just like, you know, maybe I don't feel like telling them right there at that moment. Not because I'm afraid of who I am, just because, you know what I'm saying? It may not be in my best interest. Mm -hmm. It's not easy for everybody. Now, what would you tell people who want to come out, but they are scared? We are all a family in the LGBT community, it's very family oriented. So I would say to people that, myself included, we are there people here for you that will love you, accept you, embrace you, and be able to be with you in those, you know I'm saying, every step of the way. Maybe you wanna have a mediator, maybe maybe you just want someone just to be there next to you when you do tell somebody, you know what I'm saying, mom, dad has something to tell you, my friend Ryan is here, my friend so-and-so is here, just to help me, just to support me through this. Having that sort of reassurance and that Confidence to say, I know I have someone backing me up no matter what happens is the best feeling ever. For any decision, it could be coming out, it could be um, making big decisions, anything of that nature. It doesn't have to be trying to prove yourself to somebody else or trying to get accepted by anybody else. It can be any situation. So I think having that reassurance and that confidence and that person, that support system mm -hmm. is very, very crucial. Because I can tell you I've had a great support system growing up with family, with friends that have helped me just get into certain spaces where I'm like, hey, maybe this isn't for me, or hey, maybe I don't really fit in with this. Even though I may have had interest in it, I was the first boy cheerleader in my elementary school. I was in third grade, 
and I was the first one in the history of my of my school. And that didn't come, you know what I'm saying? I was like, I just want to do cheerleading. I know I may get laughed at. I know I may get picked on and everything else like that. But I can tell you that I killed it out there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it it's not easy, but I can definitely say that there are people here that love and support you and that will be there for you. And you definitely uh, brought up a good point about finding a good support system because with anything, if you feel like you are alone, I mean, my book that's coming out very soon is called Never Fight Alone. It's about having that support system. It's about finding that community of people that no matter what you're going through, there are so many people who are in the same situation or have gone through the same situation as you. Now, for the people who don't really know of any specific resources or don't know anyone else that may be gay, what are some online communities out there specifically for the LGBTQ community that they can go to and find those support systems? I think the best one for that would be gaycenter.org. That's the one that I'm most familiar with. That's the, that's a LGBT center that I mentioned in thir- on 13th Street in Manhattan that is accepting of all different kinds of people in 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 and out of the community as well. So you don't have to be an LGBT person to use their resources or to educate yourself on it. But for people that feel that they don't know anyone that is, or they you know don't think they have that support system, chances are if you do ask around and you do you know kind of get to know people you do eventually find those things out. I'm not saying everyone is, but I'm saying that it, it, it may be closer to you than you think. I think gaycenter.org is an excellent choice. They have resources on, um, sh- on, on shelters, on uh, youth centers, on um, uh, groups and programs that you can go to. They have um, hotlines and things like that that are support systems. So they have a lot of resources mm-hmm. that can put you in the right place. Another one um, for specifically people in Westchester is is the loft um which is out of white plains so if you go to lo- uh the loft the, the loft okay yeah so it's a lgbt center in white plains and another one is one in yonkers uh that i can't think of the name of right now which is that but yes there's one in yonkers as well and one in white plains there there are two youth centers there are two lgbt youth centers that have amazing resources and i've personally gone there and met the people and experienced what their life is like and it's amazing so I definitely recommend those situations. You know, search up, hey, uh, LGBT resources in and then your city. That, that, that'll also be something that you can help, that can help. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for sharing that information with me and my audience. You also mentioned you are a shy person, which is hard to believe because you seem like a very outgoing and social individual. Why would you say you're a shy person? I would say I have my moments now, but I can definitely say growing up and being really little, I definitely was a shy person. Mm-hmm. Um, so this bubbly personality, this confidence, this um, outgoing personality, I was not born with it. It took a lot for me to get to this point, which is why I guess I'm, you know, why, why I know I'm so proud of myself for coming to this point and hearing things like, they're like, oh, it's hard to believe that you were ever a shy person because <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's reassuring and I thank you so much for saying that, but I also can never forget where I came from and where I started. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I wasn't born with this innate ability to just be loving and caring to people in that way. So, you know what I'm saying? So it did take a lot of work. It took a lot of confidence. Something that played into that was um, I have ADHD. So I've had that since I was little. I've been in, I've been in special ed for uh, 
for elementary school, extra help and everything else like that. Being in those situations really did give me the extra resources that I needed to be able to understand humans and understand, you know, how to interact with other people in a respectful, professional and um, social way. Because mm -hmm. having ADHD, certain things are you just understand differently or certain things you just can't understand. And so that's something that I have struggled with making friends. So even though I may say I have a lot of friends or I know a lot of people and I have a lot of acquaintances, it was never always like that. You know what I'm saying? There were times where I was very much alone, where I very much was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And not having that confidence in myself to really say, I know I'm a good person, but no one can see that yet. And I had to really work on myself for many years. This is kind of new and being in social media and doing and making content and being with you in this space definitely helps me and sharing my story helps me to reassure myself that I have come a long way and to know what I'm doing right by by other people do so you, by think, all means do you think college has anything to do with it college yes very much so college has been one of the best experiences of my short almost 20 years of living but it's definitely something that I recommend for a lot of people to experience it's not for everybody but I can tell you that it's been extremely beneficial for me, not just for the education part and learning my craft, but also for the socialization. Mm -hmm. I can tell you that there were days where I would spend hours in lunchrooms just talking to different people. There were times where I would go to people's dorm rooms. Every time I walk from class to class, I'm always waving at somebody, saying hi to somebody, hugging somebody. Not anymore because, you know, coronavirus is a thing. <laughs> and things like that. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. Elbows, waves, all that kind of stuff. I have been, you know what I'm saying? So college definitely was somewhat of an independence factor for me to be able to be my true authentic self. And it kind of served as a clean slate for a lot of things to say, hey, I know where I came from. I know what I struggled with. And I know the people that helped me get here and being in college where it was pretty far away. Um, it is pretty far away. And um, it's SUNY Plattsburgh up in, in upstate New York. Love that school. Go Cardinals. It's gave me that opportunity to show people who I really, who I, who I wanted to be and how I wanted to portray myself. It gave me a really good blank page to start on and for me to put my best foot forward. Was it the easiest, it, it was an easy transition, but I can definitely tell you it wasn't all peaches and cream. There were people that I, you know, I guess started off as friends and weren't friends later on and people that I met that, that weren't too keen on who I was. And that's okay. It was a learning opportunity for me to be able to understand, hey, not everybody is going to be accepting of you. Even though I, I myself may not do anything wrong and be a good person and do everything right, that doesn't mean that anyone has to come in and has to accept you. They don't have to. And that's okay. That's something that I struggled with a lot of the times where it's like, I'm this amazing person. I do these things right. Why does this person not like me? And I would ponder that and just like be really emotional about that and really not understand and then eventually as you know just getting older and meeting people and having people come and go in my life it's not you all that it really isn't you you know what I'm saying I've done everything that I can to better myself and and if I'm proud of where I'm coming from and how I'm portraying to other people who I am that's all that really matters and whoever accepts it accepts it and whoever doesn't doesn't have to Man. so college definitely helps with that I really love that uh, you said that because I struggled. Uh, people get shocked all the time. I used to be very shy. And in high school, it's just because I was bullied for 15 years for all sorts of reasons. And that really gets to you. And to the point where you said you have to be who you are and people have to accept you. And if they don't accept you, then you just have to find a new group of people. And that's very, very true. It's hard to do it. And I did this one interview 
And this one person said, if people don't accept you for who you are, then you got to find new friends. And, but in the process of finding new friends, there may be a season of loneliness. And during that season, yes, of very much true. but once you do find that group of people who truly do accept you for who you are, you don't have to worry about not being confident. Your confidence will grow. Your reputation will grow. Everything about you will change because they're now lifting you up rather than tearing you down. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Having that group of people that you can count on and it takes time and you're not always going to find it from the first moment that you open your mouth. It takes time to be able to build those relationships with people. I can say that I have really close friends. I can say I have, you know, kind of regular friends. I can say I have acquaintances and people that I know on different sorts of levels. And it's okay for not everyone to be your top, top best friend and that you have to share everything with. Different people serve different purposes in your life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I have friends all over the country. That's how I was able to travel to California because I have a friend that's from California that wanted to show me that, that side of of the country and really show his experience there. And it opened my mind up in other ways, in many more ways than I expected to a whole different lifestyle, a whole different group of people. Having that group of friends that you can count on and that you can say, hey, I can go to this person if I'm feeling down. I can go to this person if, I'm, if I wanna you know, talk about my day. I can go to this person if I just wanna chill and hang out. Having that group of people, A, takes time to build and B, can you know what i'm saying is really good once you do have it and once you do build it so thank you very much for saying that point and i couldn't have agreed better myself yeah what's one thing someone can do if they are shy and they want to build confidence just one thing oh this is going back something that i did was find and talk about something that i liked and that i was passionate about mm -hmm. so when i was little again i wasn't cheerleading so i actually made friends by me being a cheerleader and the fact that I liked it and the fact that I liked to dance and that I liked to, you know, certain music at the time really helped me find people that I was like, hey, you know what I'm saying? I, you see someone wearing, wearing, wearing a nice shirt. You're like, hey, I like that shirt. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. And then you might start a conversation. Hey, they might say, I like your shoes. Thank you very much. Hey, I'm Ryan. What's your name? It's really simple, small steps that, and even now, meeting new people, I take it step by step and little by little because I know that's what helped me build that relationship, right? So every time someone shares something about themselves, I'm very keen to listen. I'm very keen to understand and really make sure that I'm present in that moment because I would want them to do the same for me. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're sharing themselves, even though I'm a very outgoing, vulnerable person and can share with you a lot of my stories to help you, there are people out there that are very closed off and very, you know, kind of private. Not because anything bad happened to them or anything. It could be. And there could be people that just have certain issues and that, are, that, that aren't as open to, to expressing themselves. And that's okay. No one's going to tell you their whole, not everyone is going to tell you their whole life story as soon as you meet them. Some people can, and that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. But it's okay to, to find it, to find someone and take it slow. As long as they're respectful of you and you're respectful of them, you can continue to build that relationship. Different relationships take different amount of time. I've met people where I've clicked immediately and by the end of the day, we had each other's Instagram, Snapchat, <laughs> numbers, talking to them every day. And I've met some people where I would talk to them every so often and slowly but surely over the course of months and years and over time, got to know them. And now they're really close friends of mine. You know what I'm saying? So it's, and it can be ups and downs too. Haven't had the best relationships with my friends. It's never been a smooth sailing ride. But at the end of the day, I can tell you I've learned a lot from them and that I love them all. Mm-hmm.
for someone, so to kind of answer your question, for someone that is shy and kind of wants to make friends and build connections, find something that you enjoy and that interests you. And I guarantee you, you can find someone else that likes that kind of thing or can relate to you in, in some sort of way. Hey, my name is Ryan. My favorite color is yellow. Oh, mine is red. Oh, that's my aunt's favorite color. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can bond and build over so many different things and you'll be very surprised as to who you will come across that you never knew likes the same things that you did. I mentioned to someone, I loved K-pop and they were like, oh my God, I never thought someone in a million years likes K-pop. And now we're, and now we, oh my God, this person released new music. Oh my God, did you see that dance video? Now I'm best K-pop friends with them. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to really have different things to bond over and, th and different things to share. Uh -huh. So find something that you like and share it with somebody. And I guarantee you it'll, it'll, it'll come back in a really good way. And Ryan, I end, I end every interview with this question because my whole theme of Teenage Impact is to inspire people to overcome the situations that they are in, even though it may seem like it's the end of the world, you need to build resilience in your life to overcome th those different challenges. What does resilience mean to you? Huh. Resilience is something that I have built that I was not always born with. And I think my situations and how I grew up, fortunate but also unfortunate, I've never had the most money out of every kid. I've had to work since I was 14 years old to build, and I'm still working today, to support my family, to support me and my mom. And I paid myself, I paid my way through private school and dealt with that kind of struggle. I had to come home after a seven, eight hour day at school, after clubs and everything, come work two or three hours a day, come back home seven, eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night and do hours with the homework. And it is a struggle a lot of the times. So I think that's how I built resilience was the, the things in my life that I had to go through, good, bad, or, or, or indifferent, and everyone else can probably say the same thing, will, will impact and change who you are and how you look at the outside world and how you appreciate the outside world because I've had to work for everything and I've seen what it's like and I have been like to go without and to go with and seeing people my mom especially to struggle and sacrifice to make sure that I had is how I look at every single opportunity that I get even this one I know you know what I'm saying my Instagram page did not come like this overnight you didn't just see me as seen on the scene with this many followers and this much you know content and this amount of interaction on social media, it did not happen overnight. I've gone through a lot of no's. I've gone through a lot of yeses. I've gone through a lot of missed opportunities and not good opportunities and good opportunities. It takes a lot of resilience to have to even get to the point where you are now. Mm -hmm. So resilience to me means the confidence and the, and the willpower to keep going and to really understand that you will get no's and it only takes that one yes. And it only takes that one person, that one opportunity, that one spark to get you where you want to be. And for you to get that confidence to say, hey, let me keep going. Why would I stop now? I, I got one opportunity, let's keep going. Mm -hmm. I'm, running, I'm, I'm running on a journal, I'm running on confidence right now, let's keep going. I'm gonna keep on working at my craft. I'm gonna keep on making friends. I'm gonna keep on sharing my story. This is something, when you came to me, this is something that I felt I wanted to do in a long time. <laughs> Mainly, not because I haven't had the opportunity to, but because I feel that 
my audience, I guess, especially and certain people that I know business-wise don't see this side of me as seen on the scene and how this is how I've, exactly. I want them to be able to see this did not come easy and they can probably understand that too. I know no matter what business person I've dealt with, they've had to work for whatever they got to. So we're all in the same boat. And this is another reason why I share, you know, resources and I share, you're not alone because in essence, you're really not. If you've gone through this experience of building your brand and building your business, business and personal life, someone else has to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. You will find someone that has to do the same thing you have. You know what I'm saying? It's very, very beautiful. It's a beautiful thing and very reassuring to know that you have people that have gone through the same things you have. Mm -hmm. They may not have had to grow up in the same place. They may not have had to go through the same exact things, but different situations still have same principles and you learn essentially the same things from many different situations. Mm -hmm. And that's such a beautiful thing. So resilience to me is just having the willpower and the confidence and the wherewithal to be able to keep going. And Ryan, where can people find you? Where can people find Ryan Teen on the scene? So of course on Instagram, at Teen on the scene is where you can find me and connect with me the best and fastest way. You can also find me on Facebook at Ryan Teen on the scene. Um, but definitely on Instagram, I have a YouTube channel as well under the same name where you can find some of my, some, not all of my interviews and, and events that I've covered as well. That's where you can find me and connect with me. Please be able to, you know, you can DM me, you can like my post, comment. I'll make sure to get back to you and everything else like that. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for uh, being on this interview. You are my 66th interview. It's been Yay! a pleasure. I have learned so much just from you and all the other interviews. And I really do uh, appreciate you being on and I'm wishing, wishing you nothing but the best of luck. Thank you so much. And same to you. I'm very glad that you have this space and this opportunity yeah. for, be, for young people like myself to come and say these things. I think it's a beautiful thing what you're doing and please continue to do it. 67, 68, it'll turn into 100 before you know it. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast episode, The Teenage Impact. Like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast episode, I am releasing my brand new book, Never Fight Alone. It's releasing in hardcover and ebook September 15th. It's going to be a compilation of 51 interviews that I have done of people around the world on what they have gone through, how they're able to overcome those struggles in life, and how you can too. It's going to be a book about how you can improve your mental health. I have some phenomenal stories with you. It's kind of like a chicken soup of the soul or Tim Ferriss' book, Tribe of Mentors. So you don't want to miss out on anything. And if you want to be notified on how you can purchase the book and when it comes closer to the release date, please click on the link below. Put your name and email in. You also have the option to join my newsletter. If you're not doing so already, follow me on Instagram at Shlomo Salson. You're going to see a personal side to this beautiful voice. And until next time, peace.